welcome to season 2 of the corporate life where we elevate the game for businesses and the top level executives and corporate leaders if season 1 was about living a fantastic corporate life season 2 is about going deeper into the realms of big financial achievements and profound work satisfaction hi i am hina siddiqui your host and a seasoned corporate warrior who's danced between loving and hating her corporate roles for years i get it the highs the lows the challenges and the triumphs in season 2 we are bringing you unique insights powerful tools and inspiring conversations with experts and thought leaders in the corporate industry so whether you are a top level executive a business owner or someone aspiring to reach those heights fasten your seat belts this season is your passport to conquering the corporate world with financial heroism and unwavering work fulfillment let's redefine success together Hi this is Hina Siddiqui and you're listening to the Corporate Life podcast. Today our guest is a high rated expert in franchising, Greg Moore. He's the first guest of season 2 by the way. The best part is that his consultation and guidance come at no cost for potential franchise owners and those eager to learn more. Greg is the author of the book Real Freedom and has helped about 200 entrepreneurs and corporate holdouts create wealth financial freedom and security through opening over 450 franchises our focus today is on a game changing strategy turning your it business into a franchise for maximizing profits interesting right welcome greg thank you for having me today hina i really appreciate it uh, greg with lots of companies going in losses franchise is a good way out what would you like to say about this You know, the franchise way is a great way to grow your business. There's a couple different ways you can grow your business, Hina. On that, mm-hmm. you can do it yourself. So you open up the new locations, you have to pay for them, you have complete control over them, and you get yeah. all the profits from them, but you have to put your money into it. So, it's more of a linear growth situation there because as you build up one one location, then you can use that money then to build up another location, but you're kind of restricted by how much money is coming in. With a mm-hmm. franchise system, it's a little bit different. in that you or somebody else will be using their money to open up another location for you. Now you don't get necessarily all the profits on that, but then again you're not using all your money to do it. So you'll charge a franchise fee of around $50,000 one-time franchise fee and then you'll collect royalties generally between 5 and 10% uh whatever you feel it's worth. And we have people that will help you with that and help you turn your business into a franchise, but that's a great way for exponential growth because now you can build your business up by having other people use their money to invest in in the business and they can do it all over all over the world basically we work a lot just in the United States but i've opened up businesses in other countries and i've had people from other countries come here and open up businesses so that franchising is a great way to grow if you want to grow exponentially and you've got a lot more people franchise consultants like myself that will do the advertising marketing for you to bring in clients that you tell us the types of clients that you're looking for we bring those clients to you so we help you grow your business Yes that's absolutely correct and also i think that when you get a little bit more support like you know the whole foundation then you can uh, you can just uh, avoid the pain and burden of doing everything on your own That's correct the franchise system is a good way people yeah. like getting into franchises because they enjoy the fact that they've got a whole group of people that are going to help yes. them grow that business as you as a business owner the first thing i'll put you in front of is the people that'll do all the paperwork for you so you don't have to worry about that They'll yeah. get you if you want to do it in the United States. They'll get you registered in the U.S. Uh, 
get you the franchise disclosure documents, policies and procedures manual. So you don't have to worry about all that. They're going to help you do that. They're going to help you get that business uh, into becoming a franchise so that you can sell your franchise throughout the United States and throughout the world. Yeah, that's awesome. And before we dive into the specific, let's set the stage. Uh, could you provide us with a brief overview of franchising in the IT sector? Uh, what makes it a viable option for IT businesses? IT businesses are exceptional out there in the franchising world because there's a, you're looking at mostly small to medium-sized businesses that you're going to be helping out that don't have necessarily the money or don't want to spend the money for an IT specialist on their staff. Yeah. And that the larger businesses, some of the huge corporations have obviously got the staff and they've got the money for it, but small and medium-sized businesses do not. So the outsourcing that that IT business to a franchise is what many of our small and medium-sized businesses do. And that's where we target, or the, the franchises in the IT world that we work with, that's who they target, is they target small to medium-sized businesses that don't want to have that extra person on the payroll, uh, so they outsource that to others. And as a franchise, then now you can work with many different businesses on that. And it's a huge market out there for it. Yeah. And uh, I'm also interested to know what's the profit potential as you are the expert in this field. Just shed some light on this. Now, all franchises are looking to give you a territory. So as a franchise, or if you decide to franchise your business, you'll come up with territories and the people that will help you create the franchise will do that for you is help you create those territories. And the territory, what you're looking at is a geographical location where you have the types of businesses that will be utilizing your services. So you'll pick however many businesses it takes to grow a big business. And our IT franchises are looking for people to make a good solid six-figure income on that with the amount of businesses that are in the area. And as a franchisor, you've obviously already done it before. As your business grew, you knew who to target, how to target them, and you'll be teaching other people to do the same thing. Same thing with our IT franchises. They've done it before. They've done it many times. So they've got the territory. They know the businesses to target, you know, how to target them. And that's what you'll be helping people with. And you'll give them a territory where, you know, a good six-figure, mid-six-figure income is potential is there for you. For long years, I believed that being money-minded was a bad thing. So I kept on avoiding money. In every job interview, I hesitated to negotiate salary and turn down every opportunity to make money. Even my coaching business functioned as a free service for a long time because the reason I got into coaching was to serve people. Then I started realizing the side effects of my wrong money mindset. Thanks to my coaches and mentors who set me up for money inflow while serving the world. Whatever career you are into, if your money mindset is distorted, you are going to struggle in your career. And the amazing fact is that you would not even realize that you are sabotaging your full potential because all this happens at the sub and unconscious level. Your money stories are deep rooted, particularly if you have seen a money deprived childhood. The solution is to identify your patterns and let them go as fast as you can, because it's costing you your career. That's why the money mindset is a big part of all my coaching programs. Send me a quick mail to connect at authorhina.com to know more about my programs. And Greg, for those who may be interested, what are uh, the uh, potential challenges uh, they should be aware of? Well, if we are becoming a franchise, some of the things that we look at is uh, the, the proper potential itself, uh, like you indicated there, Hina. So yeah. if you want to attract clients, attract potential franchisees, in this case, what they're going to be looking for, what my people generally look for, is that good six-figure income. Because generally, they're getting out of the corporate world 
uh, to run the business itself, or they're doing something on the side if you decide that they can run it semi-absentee. So they're looking for a good solid return on their money. So when you're building up your business, if you if you're already netting hundred thousand dollars or more, that's a good uh, a good pool for our clients. A good good thing that our clients are looking for there. One location is fine if you have that. Uh, however, if you've already reproduced it uh, before and you have two or three locations, so you've shown that it is very easily to reproduce, uh, that's even a, a better draw for people. And one of the other things we look at when we're bringing any business into a fr- into a franchise mm-hmm. world is. Can it be uh, used in any city or state in the U.S. Uh, for the most part? And IT services, obviously, that's yes, because everybody needs IT services. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's also a good idea for startups. Like I was just thinking about it, that startups, like they can they can use a franchise as a, you know, um, as a starting of the thing with. Yes, they can. It's a good a uh, good system because you've got a lot of people that are in the franchise business itself yeah. that can help you out. So once you become a franchise and you start going to like the International Franchise Association, IFA.org, and becoming part of that, now you've got a whole team of people, a whole group of people out there that are franchisors. And even in other industries, you'll get to know a lot of different people and how it works. And there's a whole bunch of people out there that can really help you grow and help you build that franchise business up. Yeah. And... I also would like to add here that any business or strategy is as good as the mindset behind it. So, you know, people, they don't, uh, they, you know, uh, the businesses, in fact, they would uh, spend a lot of money and time on the skill development trainings and stuff like that. But when it comes to mindset, they are not, you know, caring much about it. And when I'm uh, talking about the mindset, it's about the money mindset that is responsible for the revenue growth of the businesses. That also matters. What do you think uh, about it? And what kind of mindset is desirable for this, Greg? Well, first off, when you're doing that, Hina, you are going to be changing your position. So your mindset is going to change a little bit on that. So before where you were running that business and you're operating that business or in one location or two or three locations, then your mindset is working on that that business itself. Once you become a franchisor, you're going to be stepping away from that and you're going to be the mentor to different French to your different franchisees. So you're no longer going to be running necessarily that business. A lot of our franchisors do keep corporate locations around and they still run those. But now you're going to be kind of in a different position there. So you're going to be thinking uh, different things. And that is how to help your franchisees grow their businesses, how to help them build up and then how to get more franchisees into yeah. your system. So your mindset's going to change a little bit and your day to day roles are going to change a little bit. As a franchisor, so you're going to be mostly your mindset's going to be how do I grow throughout the United States, throughout the world, and how do I help these franchisees that I have get that business, pull the business from other people, and bring that business in? That's where your mind's going to be at. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Now let's get into the nitty gritty. What are the step by step strategies for an IT business uh, to successfully transition into a franchise model? The first step in the process, Hina, is to basically reach out to me. Again, my services are free, like uh, you indicated, Hina, before. The, and I will turn you over to my team of people that will turn you into a franchise. So what they're going to do is they're going to take a look at your policies and procedures, your manuals, um, your instruction manuals, and they're going to fine-tune those. So they're going to make it so that you've got a playbook, basically, that you will give to your new franchisees on that that will show them. So they're never wondering, you know, what do I do next? You know, mm-hmm. what happens next? You don't want them ever wondering that you want that step-by-step yeah. uh, procedure. So they will put that together for you. Again, they'll put together a territory map as well. Then they're going to also put together uh, franchise disclosure documents, which is required in the U.S. Different countries may require different things, but if we're just talking the U.S., 
then we're looking at a franchise disclosure document. Once you get those in place, and they will go through that with you, step by step, we, again, in this case, you're not wondering what to do next, because we've got the whole team of people that are going to be doing that for you. You just follow their procedures. Now, you got the franchise disclosure documents in place. you got your policies and procedures in place. Now they register that in the U.S. Now you can sell in any non-registration state uh, that we have, which is quite a few states. And then there's some states that are registration states. The registration states just mean that there's a little bit more paperwork involved in that. And they're going to walk you through that as well, getting you registered if you want to in all 50 states in the U.S. And once you've gotten to that point now, that team, my team there, they're, they're basically done with you at that point in time. At then it's up to you to decide how you want to bring in new franchisees. So we have uh, franchise development uh, companies out there that you can get involved with. That'll do all of that uh, onboarding the new candidates or you bringing them in and walking them through that. Because your next step after you become a franchise then is now when new potential franchisees come to you, you know, you can have that process in place with the team that I indicated earlier, where you walk them through investigating that franchise, which generally takes, you know, a, a month or two to do that. Mm -hmm. So you need that process of, you know, what phone calls you get on, what kind of information you give them, walking them through the FDD. You're going to do that, or you're going to hire a franchise development person to do that for you. When you're first starting out, Quite often, many of the franchisors will do that themselves. The first few franchises, they'll start walking people through uh, the whole the procedure itself. And once you walk them through it and you train and you show them everything about the business, so you're kind of vetting them, they're vetting you to make certain that everybody's a good fit. Uh, then what you do is you'll have them over to your offices on that for what we call a discovery day, where they're going to meet you in person. You're going to meet them in person. And that's when everybody, that's the final decision making point of whether or not. Uh, you want them as a franchisee mm -hmm. uh, and whether yeah. or not they want you as the franchisor. So that process right there, you can do that yourself to begin with. But after you start growing and you start getting a little bit busier and you start getting more and more people coming in, you may want to outsource that to a franchise development team or you may want to hire a franchise development manager. Now, in addition to that, you can do the advertising marketing yourself to start bringing in new people and what we call the organic type of leads of people coming in where they have gone to your website, they've seen you and they're interested in becoming a franchisee. Or you can, or at the same time, either or, you can also join some of the organizations, franchise broker organizations, franchise consulting organizations like IFPG, the one that I'm part of, the International Franchise Professionals Group. You can join them. Uh, there's also several other franchise uh, broker organizations out there. If you do that, then what's going to happen is the franchise consultants like myself we are going to go out there and do the advertising and marketing for you. You tell us, you have webinars with us. You tell us all about your business. You tell us who would make a successful franchisee in your system. What traits, what characteristics are you looking for? There is the backgrounds of people. If you want people to be outgoing salespeople, you tell us, bring us outgoing salespeople. There's going to be the financial component in that. What is your requirement for minimum net worth, minimum liquid? What's your total investment? And what we do as consultants, and we go out and vet people, we have them fill out a questionnaire so we know that they have the background both financially and within the business world, the background to run that type of business. So we do a lot of the upfront work for you. So when we bring candidates to you, they're already vetted by us. They've already met all the criteria that you told us that they need to make a successful franchisee in their system. So when you join those organizations, now you've got 300, 500 different consultants 
all going out and doing the advertising and marketing for you. So mm, you don't have to spend that's your money well said, yeah. And then we do the upfront uh, vetting out of them to make sure they're good people. We turn them over to you. And then at that point, you then take over and start walking them through the system. And we work together as a team to take them through your system as well to make certain that they're a good fit. And if everything works out, you've got a new franchisee. That's perfect. And I really appreciate the role of the consultants here because the process may seem a bit confusing to the new people. So when it's like some consultants like you, professional services can help them out with this entire process of choosing the right one and the paperwork and, you know, how to go step by step. That's a wonderful thing for anyone to, you know, uh, explore and uh, and uh, adventure into. So uh, my question is that uh, how long does this whole process take approximately? What do you think once somebody okay. makes a choice to get into the franchising business? Yeah, usually just generally about two months is what it takes. Some will take a little bit longer. Some will take a little bit shorter. In the in the U.S., uh, if you're getting franchises in the U.S., once your candidate has the franchise disclosure documents in their hands, they or their, excuse me, let me rephrase that, they have to have their franchise disclosure documents in their hands for two weeks before they're legally allowed to invest in a franchise. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, they could, they in general probably take about two months. I would say mm -hmm. most of my people do. For you to walk them through the system, Usually you meet with them about once a week, uh, Zoom meetings, uh, you go through webinars with them, send them some information to look at. Uh, once you start getting a little bit bigger and you have other franchisees, then you're going to use those other franchisees for the validation process. So you'll have your new potential candidates talk to the existing franchisees to validate and verify everything that uh, you told them. And they get to know them, make new friends and uh, yeah, about two months. What it, it doesn't uh, seem to be a, like too much of time to invest. It's two months is just a very uh, affordable time to, uh, to to look into. It's, it's true. Yeah. Greg, we all love real world examples. So could you share some success story of businesses that have already, uh, you know, successfully transitioned into franchises? Yeah, we've got quite a few out there that uh, successfully, you know, got into franchising. I think LA uh, Mental Health Services was a more recent one that just came onto our radar probably about a year or two ago on that. And they've already grown to over 100 franchisees on that. They uh, they went with Franchise, uh, I think they went with Franchise Fastlane to get themselves growing on that. Franchise Fastlane is one of those organizations that I tell you about that uh, will help you grow your business. Uh, Repum uh, is also another good uh, one. Brand One, also another good one that'll help you grow your business on that. But there are several franchises that have gone that route where they started off small and then they've gotten into either uh, joined our broker organization or joined one of those groups that will help you grow your business. And those, when you do that, you're really looking to grow your business quickly, very, very fast. You want to get up to as many franchise franchisees as you can in the short amount of time as possible. Now, that requires, of course, a little bit of work on your part as well. Because then you've got to put the infrastructure in place to be able to support those franchisees also. Uh, but there's there's many of them. Uh, see, Hello Garage went into uh, Franchise Vaseline as well. That's another one. Repum went with Forever Young. He bounced. I believe they, they were in there as well in one of those groups. But these are all franchises that have grown uh, very quickly uh, yeah. and very well through going through those, either the broke organizations as well as uh, the development groups that have helped them grow. Yeah, I think uh, that must have inspired a lot of people to get into this uh, business model. And uh, Greg, I want to ask you lastly that why are you so passionate about it? Like what made you 
come into this field of helping uh, businesses with franchising and uh, this model stuff. It got me to where I wanted to be uh, a lot quicker than, yeah. than doing it myself. Back when I was uh, right in high school, you know, most of us back in the late 70s, we when we got our first job, we uh, we went for fast food. And my first job with fast food just happened to be Taco Bell. And it just so happened that I learned later as I moved up in the in the Taco Bell world that I worked for a master franchiser. So it was my mm-hmm. first foray into franchising. And I helped her grow her restaurants throughout the Sacramento, California area. She had about 50 of them. Uh, but then after after that, I went into the corporate world, was a restaurant manager for about 15 years and went to college, got a degree in electrical engineering and physics, became a microelectronic circuit engineer, did that for about 15 years, got a degree in business, bought some uh, rental properties. Then a friend of mine, another engineer, we bought a dry cleaners, privately owned dry cleaners. Boy, that was a lot of work. Uh, not knowing anything about the dry cleaning industry mm-hmm. and not having anybody to call upon, but we had to learn for ourselves about the dry cleaning industry. After I left that uh, Motorola Semiconductor for that, I decided I wanted to get into franchising because of my time back with Taco Bell. That was really easy to go into any Taco Bell, and they ran exactly the same way, all of them. So very simple, very easy process to follow, whereas with the dry cleaners, I had no process to follow. Nobody (laughs) asked, what do I do next, or how do I do this? So I thought private business, that was uh, that was a lot of work, especially, you know, when you have a, a full-time job already and you're trying to do something on that. So I thought, you know, I want to go in the franchising world. So I went and uh, like you said, you know, it's very confusing sometimes when you're doing these things. Yeah. So when I first started looking, I was clicking all over the Internet trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I had like 20 different franchise development people call me. But I got a hold of a franchise consultant who streamlined the process, made it a whole lot less confusing. I got into a franchise. and the guy, Dennis Schooley from School of Mitchell, was just fantastic. You know, he did all the training. Everything I needed to know was just right there. And it got me to where I wanted to be a, a few years uh, quicker than had I, you know, gone back and gotten to a privately owned business. And it got me to where I've got my life, uh, work-life balance much better. Because now, uh, you know, I got into School of Mitchell and then I decided that this is such a good thing. And it got me the work-life balance so well that I got to tell other people about it. So I went back to the franchise consultant and said, teach me what you do. I want to work with people all over the place to uh, uh, to help them get to where I want to be because this is a fantastic thing to get into. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if franchising is not for everybody. Yeah, correct. You know, I don't try and convince people it's the greatest thing since sliced bread because for some people it is not. So what I do then is I educate people about mm-hmm. franchising. I don't try to sell them on the fact that franchising yes. is a is you know the greatest thing to slice bread some it's not i educate them on the options that you have and what they'll do but it got me to where i wanted to be uh, many years quicker than if i was to do it myself and now they show you how to outsource a lot of the different things so that you concentrate on what makes you the most money what you have the most fun at uh, and it's most productive for you so that frees up a lot of your time then to do the things you want to do so you know when i get up in the morning i can go out take the dogs for a walk come back have some breakfast you know, run my business for a little while, take a break, take the dog for a walk again, go out and play in the yard and work my business. So it really gives you that good work-life balance Yes. on that. So you're not having to absolutely be at that office like I was in the semiconductor industry from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. You don't have to do that. And you can actually, and I make a lot more money than I did as an engineer, surprisingly enough, on that. But it really, the franchising world really gave you that work-life balance on that, because franchises really want you working on the business and not in the business. It's 
specifically. So you're not there every day. You got other people doing it for you. So that's why I like it. Love that work-life balance. Yes, this is this is really important that we have very limited time and starting from the scratch, you know, in a business, it, it takes a lot of work. And when you can leverage somebody else's expertise and somebody else's brand and, you know, uh, the the credibility, this is going to be this is going to cut down a lot of work. And we talked about this when you you were uh, on the show before, like in season one, we talked about all that. <laughs> So I would also include uh, the uh, the link of that uh, episode in the show notes section so that people can uh, find all this information there and just listen to you once again about this whole franchising thing because it was a different topic altogether. So it's such a uh, such a nice job that you are doing uh, to help businesses make profits because businesses are all about making profits and franchising is a good way to make profits. Yes, indeed it is. You've got a whole team of people that are going to help you out. Yeah. You're only the franchiser, but all the people that you talk to as franchisees, if yeah. you're getting into it yourself, you've got a whole team of people that are going to help you build that business up because nobody competes with each other uh, yeah. in that same franchise system. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Greg, thank you very much. I'm going to include your uh, contact information in the show notes section so that people can find you there and book call with you so that you can help them out choosing the right one and helping them through the process navigate through the process thank you very much for being here today for providing valuable insights into turning an it business into a franchisee my pleasure Hina. Uh, thank you very much for having me it was an honor to be here today it's an honor to have you on this show today so you saw that franchising is a strategic move that requires careful planning and a strong mindset and i believe that it's worth exploring Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know how you enjoyed today's conversation with Greg. That's it for this week. I'll see you next week with another amazing conversation about increasing business profits. Stay happy and safe. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to hit subscribe, share the wisdom and throw in a cheeky review.